Chrono Trigger, The Story Chapter 1, The Millennial Fair The morning sun shines through the clouds in 1000 A.D. Birds fly over our small town. In the distance, we hear fireworks and fanfare. As balloons fly through the air, one of them soars past a small home. This is the home of our hero. Chrono! Chrono! Good morning, Chrono. A mother and her cat greet our hero. Come on, sleepyhead, get up. The mother pulls open the window drapes. Ah, Lean's Bell makes such beautiful music, she says. You were so excited about the Millennial Fair that you didn't sleep well, did you? I want you to behave yourself today. Let's get moving now. The mother walks downstairs, leaving our hero. He walks out of bed, stretches, and performs a couple fist pumps. After exploring his room for a moment, he eventually follows his cat downstairs where his mother is waiting for him. Finally, she says. By the way, that inventor friend of yours? Um, you know. Oh dear, I've forgotten her name. That's right, Luca. Don't forget that she invited you to see her new invention. Run along now and be back before dinner. Never one for much of a conversation, our hero steps outside. As our hero makes his way toward the fair, he can't help but overhear the town gossip. Hard to believe Guardia is now 1,000 years old, a woman says, and our king is the 33rd descendant to the throne. But how can he rule a kingdom when he can't even control his own daughter? Further up the path, he overhears another couple. Remember that earthquake we just had? A young man begins. We've been having too many. Something's wrong, a lady replies. Hope the big one isn't coming. As our hero sprints north, he arrives at last to the town square. The entire place has been completely transformed into the fairgrounds. He's surrounded by tents, concessions, and balloons. Kids sprint past our hero, screaming with laughter. As he stands at the base of Lean's Bell, he takes in a deep breath of fresh air, turns around, and... He crashes headfirst into a girl walking in the other direction. Hey, she yells. She walks over to our hero. I'm sorry, are you okay? She says. It was such a thump, it left our hero in a daze. The girl looks down and quickly grasps at her collar. Uh Uh-oh, my pendant. Oh no, don't tell me I lost it. Finally regaining his composure, our hero notices the girl's pendant lying on the ground. He picks it up and brings it back to her. Oh, thank goodness, my pendant. It has a lot of sentimental value. May I have it back? She asks. Our hero takes a moment to consider the question. Yes, he replies. You live in this town, don't you? She continued. I feel a little out of place here. Would you mind if I walked around with you for a while? 
Again, it was our hero's turn to talk. Sure, he said. The girl jumped into the air with glee. You're a true gentleman. Oh, by the way, my name is um, Marley, and you're... Chrono, what a nice name. Pleased to meet you. Now, lead on. The two had the time of their lives that day. They participated in the hammer challenge, where they would sprint forward and bang a bell as loud as they could. They competed with each other in a soda guzzling contest. They went into a spooky tent filled with mysterious games. And they even fought a big, fat, karaoke-singing robot. Finally, that afternoon, they left a candy concession stand to meet up with Chrono's friend Luca. She had been working diligently on her latest invention, and she was prepared to show it off to the town. Tabin, Luca's father, helped to get the crowd excited. Dimension Warp is the invention of the century. To use it, jump up here and you'll get teleported here. It's the masterwork of my beautiful daughter, Luca. The crowd seemed less than enthusiastic. Check out that girl's glasses, a little boy said to his grandpa. She could probably see the backside of the moon with those, the old man replied. Luca's inventions never work, right? Another woman whispered to her husband. Chrono and Marley approached Tabin. Give it a try, kid. Oh, it's you, Chrono. Just then, Luca saw her dear friend. Chrono, she yelled, sprinting over. Where have you been? No one wants to try the telepod. How about you? It looks like fun, Marley mentioned. I'll watch while you try it out. Luca took a look at Marley, then at Chrono. She tilted her head looked at Chrono, back to Marley, then back to Chrono again. Okay, she said to Chrono, just hop onto the left pod. Chrono complied. Don't worry, Tabin began. We tried it out on our pets. There's no reason why it shouldn't work as well on humans, he joked. All systems on. Tabin and Luca began frantically pushing various buttons and levers and the crowd stood in amazement as Chrono's body seemed to crystallize into thin air, and he reappeared a few meters away on a second telepod. What a kick! Marley screamed. I want to try it too! Hey Chrono, Luca finally said. How did you pick up a cutie like her? Hang on Chrono, Marley said. I'll be right there. She walked over to the telepod as Tabin worked the crowd. Behold, ladies and gentlemen, as this vision of loveliness steps aboard the machine. Don't go away, Marley said. I'll be right back. You're sure about this? Tabin joked. There's still time to change your mind. No way, Marley exclaimed. Throw the switch. Okay, everyone, Tabin began. Let's give her a great big hand when she reappears. Once again... Tabin and Luca began frantically pushing buttons and levers. However, something seemed wrong this time around. What's happening? Marley asked. My pendant, it's... 
Marley's pendant began to glow brightly, and then, in a quick moment, she was sucked up into a large black portal where she vanished, leaving only her pendant behind. Huh? Luca exclaimed. Luca! Taven shouted. Where is she? Show's over, folks, he said to the crowd. Let's head along now. Taven pushed everyone along. What's going on, Luca? he asked. The way she disappeared, Luca began. It couldn't have been the telepod. The warp field seemed to be affected by her pendant. What are we going to do now? Taben asked. She's so familiar, Luca continued. I know, I've seen her somewhere. Everyone was at a loss. They didn't know what to do, or so it seemed. Our hero clearly had a plan. He ran up to the telepad, grabbed the pendant, and motioned toward Luca to throw the switch. Chrono, Luca exclaimed. You're actually going to do it? Taben asked. What a fine lad. Listen, Luca explained. I don't know where this machine is going to send you, but we haven't any other choice. Won't they both be lost? Taben asked. This is our only hope, Luca replied. That pendant seems to be the key, so hang on to it, Chrono. Embrace yourself. Luca returned to her station. Power to full, she commanded. Roger, Taven replied. As they kicked on the machine, the pendant began to glow again. More, Luca exclaimed. Give me more power. The machine kicked into gear, and just like Marley, our hero was sucked into a portal. I'll follow you after I know what went wrong. Good luck, Chrono. With that, our hero vanished. Where did he go? Or perhaps more accurately, when did he go? Join us next time with Chrono Trigger, the story.